Good afternoon, everyone. I know I'm the last speaker before tea, so I'm going to try and make it relatively short and sweet because I'm sure you're all looking forward to some tea or coffee. I walked out there just now. It smells really good, and I see some chocolate biscuits. There's something to look forward to. But thank you for joining me for um, this journey, uh, my journey underwater to a life mostly submerged. Um, I, I'm a journalist, um, an editor, a photographer, and um, sorry, just want to make sure I've got the right slide up there. And um, so what I do when I'm at functions such as this, I listen to what people are saying. And um, earlier I was um, overhearing some people talking uh, at lunch and I heard somebody say, um, you know that freediver chick, I really, really wish that right now I could be doing what she's doing. And uh, well, I'm here to say to you, you can. Um, all you need to do is just get out there, get out into nature and do it. And I'm, I'm able to say that because in fact, this is what I've done. I was a lawyer for 15 years of my life and I decided that um, this was not going to be the rest of my life sitting behind a desk. I can't even sort out my own problems, let alone somebody else's problems. And I decided that the water really was where I wanted to be. Uh, I have no formal background in photography, so I thought, well, let me try and see what happens. And um, as luck would have it, people seem to have enjoyed my photographs. So here I am, testament to the fact that you can actually make your own life these days. You can get out into the ocean, you can get out into the world, and really do with it what you want. So to that person, just go and do it. And her name is Han Lee, the freediver, by the way. <laughs> and I'm Fiona. <laughs> Okay, so um, as I've already mentioned, my sushi was definitely moved. I, um, I was a lawyer, and a lot of people are like lawyer to photographer. I mean, how does that work? Um, and I suppose people are interested in my journey, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about how I think it came about and, and, and what actually happened to me. Some of you might think, well, duh, silly. I mean, who would rather be a lawyer than an underwater photographer? Well, there's definitely more money in law, that I can promise you. Okay, so I grew up in Kenya. I was lucky enough to, uh, to be um, born in uh, Nairobi. My parents were both teachers, and so we spent a lot of time down in Mombasa, in that mystical, warm, languishing, loving ocean. And in fact, my parents tell me that I could swim before I could walk. I hope that's true. Um, I certainly felt even at that age, uh, an immense um, love for and affinity with water and also with um, the animals that I saw. Um, I mean, what better life for a young child to grow up um, in a warm Indian ocean uh, with a snorkel and a mask every day, diving, um, snorkeling. Uh, obviously, it wasn't too good for the skin, but um, I think it was worth it. Um, I then my parents moved to Natal when I was a teenager and my father taught at Hilton College which had a dark room so in school holidays when I was slightly bored uh, my father taught me how to uh, process uh, negatives and um, there was something incredible for me about watching this image just appear before my eyes and um, Maybe it was the smell of the chemicals, maybe it was um, something a little bit more holistic, but um, it certainly bred in me a love for, um, for photography and 
the photographs were quite arbitrary, you know, just friends of mine in and around um, the college. But definitely from those days, I still remember thinking, wow, you know, um, if I can get a present like this each time I put a piece of paper in some chemicals, then this is something that I really want to do uh, for the rest of my life. But unfortunately, like many of us, life uh, got away with me and I led a largely unconscious life as a lawyer in um, Johannesburg. I had lots of people working for me and I was busy and I was making money and I was frenetically uh, chasing things around, um, trying to represent people in court and um, I was the boss. You know, I was managing people, I was controlling my life, I was controlling everything that was going on around me, I was basically lost. Um, and I was the brunt of many shark jokes. I'm sure you've all heard some of them. Um, but, you know, things like, well, what's the difference between a lawyer and a shark? I mean, you've all heard this one. Well, one is a bottom-dwelling, blood-sucking scavenger, and the other one is a fish. <laughs> so I soon found, very soon, uh, found, luckily for me, that herding people was like herding dolphins. Not possible, with a apologies to Warren Beavis, who wrote an awesome book about herding cats and managing people. But in my case, dolphins. <laughs> um, so I started spending more time underwater, and um, I started teaching scuba diving. I got a little bit bored with that, because once again, I was managing people and telling them what to do. So um, a friend of mine, when I was just about to give up and look for climbing or something else exciting to do, a friend said, well, why don't you take some photographs? And then I thought, you know, when I was a teenager, I quite enjoyed that, and um, maybe I can see that image reappear in front of my eyes. And um, I went on a trip to the Red Sea in Egypt, beautiful blue water, warm, lovely place to be, and um, lo and behold, there beneath the waves was another world where I could escape the hana, 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 and the herding of people, and I could enjoy what was going on around with me, me without any noise, without any information, and just be at one with the animals, and in this warm water which I had been born into, and lived in, and grown up in. And I was hooked. That was it, the end of my career <laughs> as an attorney. I... Um, it took me a couple of years after that to get out of my practice because I had four, um, four offices in and around Johannesburg, Pretoria and Durban. I sold everything and I thought, okay, well, what do I do now? <laughs> and um, I decided that um, some people had started showing some interest in some of the photographs that I'd been taking. And um, so I decided, well, let me try and be a photographer. I can... I can tell people about what's going on in our oceans and under our oceans. And um, I wasn't really sure what was going on technically um, with photographs because I've actually never really been that good at technical stuff. I'm more of an artist and, and a creator. But I soon learned that that didn't really matter. With things like Photoshop and and um, other uh, Lightroom and other, sorry, Lightroom and other photo processing um, Programs, one can take reasonably good images, get them out into the, uh, into the world um, looking absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, it's good to have an eye for a shot. I did start getting involved a little bit with sharks and with shark conservation. Um, as I spent time in the oceans, I realized that the oceans really do need help. 
and um, I got involved with the Shark Conservationist, and together with some friends, we we set up an N, an NPO that fights for the rights of sharks and educates people about sharks. So what happened to me was I started photographing a lot of sharks, and people like sharks, luckily, and they like looking at photographs of sharks. So what I decided to do, instead of taking this, uh, photographs of a shark, you know, a shark with this jaws wide open with its teeth dripping blood, etc., that I would rather try to depict sharks as I see them, as beautiful, uh, magical animals that um, live in a world largely unknown to us. And um, I, I think that um, that's what I've really always tried to do with the photographs that I, that I take. And this particular photograph that you're looking at at the moment, when people see it, they say to me it looks like a cartoon character. And um, I'm always happy to hear that. Um, and people did start taking notice of my photographs with sharks, and I, f I found them talking to me about them. And um, this led me into um, using social networking more to voice my opinion through my photographs. So I became a Facebook expert, and I've started with Twitter because of TEDx, and um, websites and magazines. And luckily, because I can write as well, it was quite a nice combination for me to be able to reach people both with my images and with my writing. But I did find that the images had a lot more impact. Very few people remember what I've written, but most people can remember my photograph. Um, I also started to enjoy taking photographs of people interacting with animals, especially sharks, because there's always been a, um, a myth amongst people that you can't really interact with a shark. And you've, we've all seen today that those myths have been totally busted. I mean, who ever would have thought that you could have a relationship like that, ship like that with a crocodile? So I live in Mossel Bay, and I'm going to go home and see if I can foster that kind of a relationship with a great white shark. <laughs> Watch this space. Hopefully I'll be here next year. <laughs> okay. Um, I started to use negative space in my photographs rather than just having this massive shark's mouth in, 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 in my camera um, to allow people to make their own mind up about what I was trying to say and to what the photograph really meant for them. Um, I'd also tried to look at uh, sharks from different angles, from angles that people don't often see them. And I began to realize that the power of imagery was that m most people can't ever get underwater. So although there's many awesome uh, wildlife photographers who I don't ever want to have to compete with, I was in a very special niche. And that was that I could get to places, and I loved getting to places that nobody else could be. And I could convey that message to other people, which is obviously a very powerful thing to be able to do. So I also started looking for things in photographs that people don't normally see to try and draw the viewer's eye into the photograph to um, allow them to linger a little bit with that photograph and to actually remember it and to have a good look at what they, are, what they can take out of it. In this particular photograph, um, I call it David and Goliath. So I hope you all see the little guy, saw the little guy um, hiding. <laughs> Okay, um, you know, when I, when I was asked to do this talk, um, I was asked to, to talk about, to some extent, the power of images, and, and you know, it's really a no-brainer that images, we all know this, images have impact. So I was like, well, you know, what am I really going to say about that? Um, you know, when you see an image, uh, you feel it in, a, in your gut. It's, a, it's an immediate feeling long before any sort of cognizance or any sort of thought takes over. So everybody in this room will have their own feeling evo evoked by what 
the photographs, the images you've seen today are actually saying to you. Um, so I wanted to challenge photographers, both land and ocean photographers, that when they do take images of animals, um, that they try to avoid you know, these sorts of images. And these ones aren't too bad. But you know, having uh, images of animals doing something that they wouldn't normally do in front of a human. It's very, very unlikely that a shark will ever you know, have its mouth open like that in front of a person unless it's being fed. And um, you know, photographers do that to keep the sharks in the area because believe it or not, sharks hate us and they can't wait to get away from us. Um, and I do get a little bit frustrated when I see pictures in magazines and in newspapers with you know, these chomping jaws kind of um, providing and, and, and feeding to that myth that sharks are um, animals that just roam our oceans, chomping away looking for pieces of human flesh to bite on. So I've done everything that I can to, to work against that. Um, and what I've learned in my studies about photography and its effects on people is that there's something called the mere exposure effect. And in very basic terms, um, what that means is that when somebody is exposed to an image more than once, two, three or four times, or maybe even more if possible, they actually begin to favor that image or the subject of that image. So it's no secret that this particular image you've seen a few times today, it's standing outside. I started my talk off with it and here it is again. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get something going here and hopefully by now you're all absolutely in love with this image. Um, so images have this power over us and I'm uh, lucky enough at this stage to be going into a period where I'm going to be educating um, young photographers who are joining me for an internship program and one of the things that I really want to do with them is to be able to share with them that power that images have and to um, try to convince them rather than having hundreds of thousands of arbitrary images um, out on the, on the internet and in the social networking sites to have one or two or maybe four really incredible images that make the person looking at the image think about what it is that's actually going on in that image. And that way I believe that images have the power to change and to, to make changes both good well, good changes, I hope, but to depict both bad and good things so that people actually have to think about them. You know, in this day and age, we don't have time to read, as people have said before me, we don't have time to read 3,000 word features anymore. We look at an image and often that's it. So as a photographer, I feel blessed to be able to tell a story with an image. And, you know, every image tells a thousand words. Um, and can be a call to action. You know, the shark nets um, are obviously a, an area of great concern for people who love um, the oceans. And in a photograph like this, which very few photographers manage to get, or very few people actually know what's going on under the water, um, can be a, a, an image that can really make a difference to what a person decides to do and what they want to believe about the shark nets. We all see pictures of dolphins and turtles in shark nets, but we don't often see a picture actually of a shark in a shark net, which makes it so much more powerful. I also try to use people in my images where I can, because as people we relate to people, and um, I like to try to capture the, um, the face and the feeling of the person when they see what's happening. So in an image such as this, 
the kind of um, the look in the eye of you can't see it so clearly with the lights, but the look in the eye of this free diver as he views this hapless animal caught in a net makes this image so much stronger than just a, a shark um, in a net. And um, certain of the images that I take um, are things that people don't know about or they'll never be able to, to, to see or they don't want to see. And therein also lies the power of images. It's just kind of in your face and you can't avoid it. You open a magazine, if you look at a Facebook page, you see that image, it's there, You've, you'll remember it forever. Um, this particular image was taken in Kleinbai, which some of you may know is next to Hansbai, where this country makes or people in this country make multi millions of rands, um, taking international divers, mostly internationals, artists to view white, great white sharks, but right in the same slipway where they take these um, uh, people out to see the beautiful great white sharks, this is happening. There's a fish factory where sharks are being caught in their thousands. Uh, there's no law stopping these fishermen from catching these sharks. They can take as many as they can find. Um, they cut off their heads, and that's the waste that you see there. The fins go to Asia, and we all know why. And the uh, livers also get used for, um, for the oils. But we're leaving you on a, a, a nicer picture rather than, 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 the, than the, the nastiness of the death that, that one can depict in the ocean. Um, I want people to remember by my photographs that they can, that they they should live. You know, we all spend so many hours behind a computer. All you have to do is put on a snorkel and a mask, get out into the ocean, and you can have an incredible adventure uh, with an animal. You know, this is right here in Cape Town. You can have an amazing. You don't even need to be a scuba diver. You can go and interact with that animal. It'll come up to you. It'll play around you. And what better way to get involved in uh, the ocean. Um, and images convey deep messages that resonate with us. This is my son, Finn, and I think what he's doing there is contemplating a life with sharks, <laughs> of which he has absolutely no control. <laughs> That's his father, Ryan, who's a shark biologist, so I mean, okay, he only likes cars right now, but we'll make sure he likes sharks. There are some brilliant quotes about how you know humans only um, protect what they love, etc. And, and some of my, uh, some of the talkers before me have already mentioned these things, and they're all true. Um, and photos really have that ability to make people love what they are looking at. And so, going forward in my photography, that's really what I want to do: is to show people what's under there, what they can grow to love, in the hope that they will grow to love it as much as I do. Um, and one of the things that I'm going to be doing in Mossel Bay that I've started is um, just something really simple. Um, and uh, the lady who spoke about turtles has really been an inspiration for me to get back and get that going. And um, that is to take just local people around to the rock pools in Mossel Bay and just to show them and to, to teach them. Look, I am lucky that I'm married to a marine biologist but just to teach them on many different levels what it is that's living in that rock pool because so many people don't know. And if they know, they'll do something about protecting it. So um, I leave you with a beautiful image to uh, take you to coffee. Thank you.